We're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And, uh, well, <laughs> we crashed out. Uh, I, I don't think any of us in this room thought that that lineup was set up to score any sort of goals from the get-go. And, uh, well, that's exactly what we got. John, I'm just impressed with the energy you're, allowed to, you're able to bring to this intro because I feel like everything is deflated right now. There is such a you know, level of frustration and disappointment with this result. It's, it's hard to put it into words. Yeah, it, it was really dis- disappointing to see. It looked like... I don't, I don't know. It didn't look like they tried to line up at the best position. I, I know we're going to hear from Ben Olsen soon. I, I wonder if he attributes it to just the fatigue of the tournament, a, a couple of injuries throughout the squad, but I didn't like the way they lined up, and, and I don't like the way they looked on the field. Yeah, I don't think we have very many excuses. Um, I mean, I think you can hear it in all of our voices. Like, that was really unfortunate. We did have a couple really good chances, and I just can't believe, like, the way they scored. That was, like, after all the work that we put in to get those two points, it's, like, really unfortunate that we flared out like that. Um, And I I just – I feel gutted right now. Like I said on our preview show is that absolutely DC United is not going to go out in this tournament in the – before the knockout round. And – I don't know, and I said it to you all. It felt a little bit like watching the USMNT against Toronto, uh, against uh, Trinidad and Tobago. You Shades know, of Kuva. You're watching it, and you're like, "This can't be happening!" And then they score, and you're like, "No, but we're definitely gonna get one back." And then it gets further in on the game, and you're like, "I don't think that I'm watching this happen right now." And then it did, and I'm just a little bit at a loss for words right now. Well, and how much of that is being a DC United fan and? frankly being used to a certain level of disappointment when it comes to really coming through in major clutch opportunities and how much of it is the way this team has played these last couple of games particularly that toronto game like those last 15 minutes are magical and i'm sure that i'm not alone in being saying hey you know 80th minute you only needed one goal to still be alive here there was still an opportunity still going forward but really no chance that you look at and say, yes, that one was the one that was going to put DC Matt over the top. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think you know, we'll get to, we'll get to some of the key play breakdowns here in, in, in just a few minutes. But I think for sure, second half, they looked better. They looked a little bit more comfortable. Um, we have to talk a little bit about the lineup, though, but because before I can say I, I was shocked that there were no changes at halftime. Um, I, I think we all I, I mean, four D mids. Four D-mids in the lineup. Segura came to us originally and played as a D-mid. Then we have Felipe, who was a D-mid for New York Red Bulls. And then we have Canals. And then we have Moreno, who's just got off a red card suspension. Well, we talked Friday about, like, will will Canals slot right back in? And, and, and now, you know, Moreno is potentially looking for to try to get his job back? Or, or how does this how does this work? And, and what Benny gave us tonight was nobody loses their job. We'll just, we'll just start three three standard defensive mids will throw in another former defensive mid or pseudo defensive mid up top at striker. Um, I, I, the only thing I can think of was that the plan was to, to have a clean sheet. And then like you said, Michael, like let's we'll score late in the game. When we bring on Pippa, we bring on Kamara who apparently was at least somewhat available uh, because he did come in. I, I just, I, I, I can't wait to hear from, from Ben about, what was going through his mind there because yeah. this was this is not how you line up in an elimination game yeah i mean that's not it's not good enough it's not good enough to say that you're going to go on a tournament and win it it's not good enough to say that you deserve to be in a knockout round i mean you need to have like an offensive option that's absolutely what we thought at the beginning of the game is we're just going to buckle for the first half and wait for those second half subs to come on and make second half subs we're going to wait for Iguain to come on and make some magic happen and that's not a winning team's mentality. Like, we didn't have that offensive prowess, I think, throughout these three games. We said it during the past two post-game shows. And it's 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 so frustrating because, I mean, you, I, I'm so positive about this team, but you almost looked at this game and you thought, like, there was no other option. Like, there was no other chance. Like, nobody thought we were going to get these goals that we needed to. Because well, you didn't see that that was going to happen. Well, in the strategy you're describing, you know, the bunker and waiting for the second half, that's what a team does when they feel like they are clearly outmatched by their opponent. This is a Montreal team that had not won a game this tournament. This is not a team that is far and away more talented than you. You, know, you could go through the roster. 
this is a team that you should at least be going head to head with you know, ready and especially in a situation where all you have to do is get a tie and better than even chance you're going through to sit back and say oh let's shorten the game let's you know try to get lucky with some second half action i i've got problems yeah it's just not a good way to approach this game a must-win game it's not fun no and people in the chat are saying that right now they don't know how Segura lasted 80 minutes as a center forward when he's not a center forward and people struggling to get through this game people stayed up really late for this game and this is what the team delivered to them it's it's about entertainment it's about also about being a part of a club and sticking with them through everything but come on you got to give us something yeah, it, you know, we, we talked, and, and look, there's there's a part of me that understands in, in a Ben Olsen system why a guy like Ulysses Segura gets the minutes that he does. I mean, he was he still had incredible hustle, you know, late into that second half. So I, I understand, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it, but I understand why Benny plays him so much. But it is, it, it just, it's just incomprehensible. And, and you know, I, I, I gave him a tough time the other night, but we got to talk about Yamil Assad, too. What is this guy doing? Because uh, he's not adding value on the field. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's it, we, it got to the point where we were joking. And, oh, here's a pass to Assad, and we got a turnover incoming, and boom, it would be a turnover. I I, I can't work with that anymore. And, and the problem with this team right now that they're going to have is, you know, everybody had the excuse of several months off, not being able to practice together, not being able to train together. What now? When will they play another game? We don't know. It's going to be at least a month. Yeah, I think for, I mean, for Assad, you know, everyone wanted him – back because he's like a beloved dc united player and i i absolutely agreed with that i really wanted him back but even as i wanted him back i said that he's not the answer you know he's not that person who's going to go out there and score goals for us and i mean we saw that and then some in this tournament yeah uh, we got people chiming in that uh, Assad should not be getting significant minutes the way he's playing and, and pointing out how gressel seems frustrated every time they cut to him on the screen it's I, I was super excited for Gressel. I've seen, I watched him a lot when he was w- with at Atlanta, and he has not been able to transfer that success to DC United. And I, I'm starting to question maybe he was just a, a, a player in a good scheme, or maybe he's a good player in the now a bad scheme. And, and after tonight's display, man, I'm leaning towards the, the second one because no one looked good out there. No one really shined, except for, we'll get to it later, our boy Parade is, is just f- fantastic. But everyone yeah. else was just borderline a rough fire. tournament for the midfield as a whole yeah you know it's it's frustrating to, to see a game like this and you know particularly getting knocked out it's very tempting to jump on every player and say hey you know this isn't good enough and frankly that's exactly the case it, it was not good enough you're going home you're one of a very few teams that are going home you're below average in this tournament uh Assad was frustrating. You know, one of the things that endears Assad to us as fans is that work rate he puts in. You know, always running, always you know going hundred percent. And there were times today where it looked like he was walking around, you know, getting frustrated, and missing touches. I understand that you know he didn't have a whole lot of playing time when he left DC and you know, was down in Velez. He's shown he can do it in this league, though. Yeah, he's you know got the talent. It's just not translating. And then when you couple that with frankly disappointing performances across the board you get a result that has dc united going home yeah we're live here on tried and true the dc united postgame podcast presented by heineken and we appreciate all the interactions we're seeing on the on the youtube chat for those of you staying up and and, and coping with us here uh, you can also interact with us using the hashtag tried and true dcu uh, and also our text line is open here and you can always get in touch with us using the text line at 202 328 that's 202 dcu yeah i, I want to get to one of the youtube comments i'm looking at right now because it's a good question to pose to y'all james graham from the uk staying up way 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 too, i guess no, early. I, think, I think woke up very yeah he says if you guys were given these players how would you play the team i i, I understand that ben olsen had some injuries today how would you have done it differently i think <laughs> I think with more heart. I just didn't see it out of this team, and it's so frustrating because you you watch the post-game shows from previous ones, and, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to listen to the pre-game pressers and just – Speaking of which, Sam, I have to cut you off. We are going to go live to Ben Olsen right now. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Everyone hopefully knows the drill by now, but once more, just to reiterate, please go ahead and raise your hand with the button on the screen that you'll see if you have a question for Ben. We'll try to get through as many as we can. 
Ben, we'll go ahead and get started with Steve Goff, Washington Post. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Ben, what, um, what's your level of disappointment being knocked out of the tournament in the group stage? When you're, when you're here and you, you're, you're caught up in it and you want to be in this tournament and you want to advance to the group stage, you want your three points or you want your points for the regular season. So uh, we're disappointed in, in, in both of those uh, parts of today. Um, you know, it was it was a journey and it was uh, a lot. Again, uh, not a lot, I think, went our way. Um, but we gave a I think a pretty good performance overall and we put ourselves in a position to win that game. Um, unfortunately, we just didn't make any plays. Uh, you know, we, we we made one, unfortunately, for them. And then on the offensive end, we got plenty of looks. Uh, and uh, we just didn't see out any plays. And you're not going to move on in a tournament if you can't uh, you, you can't see out a play. And, 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 uh, but there's some good stuff. I do think we grew through throughout the tournament. We got better. And uh, it was, uh, I think, a lot to ask physically of the guys today. You saw a lot of subs, a lot of guys cramping. And, and it was, you know, we had the, the least amount of rest as anybody in this tournament. And I think that showed a little bit today. Uh, we, we used some fresh bodies and, and threw some young guys in and, again, had a couple looks and, and just didn't, uh, didn't make the play that made the difference tonight. Reminder to raise your hand if you have a question for Ben. Next question, we'll go to Jimena from the Washington Times. Jimena, go ahead. Coach, do you feel the setup of this tournament was a disadvantage? For us? Yes. Uh, you know, I don't want to sit up here and, and make excuses uh, about the tournament. Uh, the tournament is a, I think, a, a necessary one for this league. And I think it's putting on, uh, they, they've done as good a job as they can to get us up and running. And, um, and within that, there's going to be casualties and some some circumstances that aren't perfect, but that's, you know, most teams are dealing with that in some way. So I certainly, uh, um, uh, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. Could have won that game. Thanks, Ben. We're going to, we're going to go back to Steve Goff. Steve, go ahead. Ben, were you, um, were you surprised that uh, Julian's impact um, over the, the group and to some extent, um, Flores in the first two games before he got this injury didn't have the uh, the punch or the impact in the attack that uh, maybe we thought we would see from them. Well, we certainly have to get more out of both of them. And that's part partly my job. That's partly the individual's job. Uh, that's partly as our team grows, uh, we will be able to make them uh, excel in those certain areas that they're um, – they're they're able to do that and uh but yeah you know i you know i single a couple players out over the the tournament you know again i thought our center backs you know i thought steve had a, a great tournament um i thought felipe was a warrior and, and had a uh a good tournament i, I think you can see kevin paredes's quality and uh, that he's going to be a, a a nice piece for this club in the future Bill came up with some some great saves, and uh, but we've we've got some work to do, and uh, in in a whole bunch of different areas to to get better. But that's that's partly what this is about. Next question, we'll go to Jason Anderson, Black and Red United. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hi Ben, thanks for taking the time. Um, obviously, losing Flores in the build up to this game leaves you with a a tough call to make at that uh, number ten spot. Um, you have some several guys that could play that role. What what went into choosing Felipe for that spot? Who are the other guys that can play it? Uh, Assad, uh, possibly Segura, possibly Pipa, at least for 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, I, I think it was the right call. I'll stand by the three midfielders in there. I thought uh, they did really well. Um, the, the thought process was uh, that we really didn't have a 10 to play and 
uh, FIFA's not ready to carry that load yet. He will be at some point, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we started in uh, defending out of the 4-4-2. We changed to a 4-3-3 at the water break to uh, shore it up. And then it was, uh, we weren't playing with a 10. We were playing with three flat in the midfield in the center of the park. And we that, that helped us be able to uh, get a little bit more pressure on them. Uh, but yeah, I, again, I don't question any of the lineup. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that game was there to be had today, and we just needed to see out a play or two. And you, you, again, you're not going, you're not going to win a game if uh, you, you can't, you can't score the goal with your with with your opportunities. Thanks, Ben. I think we have time for maybe one more question, maybe two. Steve Goff, is your hand risen? I see it right now, but I'm not sure if that's a leftover. Hey Ben, what? Um, so now that this is over, um, you know, where do you go from here? Um, obviously, we we just we don't really know what happens um, after this tournament ends. Um, and, and clearly, as you said, you're still a work in progress as a team. So, what? Um, how do you look ahead um, at this point? Well, yeah, we go home tomorrow, and. Uh, we take a few days off because it's been 20, you know, 20 something days here. And uh, then we'll get back to work probably Monday and get better and look to not only get better on the field, uh, but uh, get better outside of the field in the, the transfer window and, and, and make this team bolster this group. Uh, I, I still think we're short uh, a piece or two to, uh, and, so that that's what we'll do. We'll get better there, and, and we'll see if we can get better elsewhere. And we'll wait for the league, and um, to to see what's next. Whether it's another tournament, whether it's a, a league, you know, an Eastern Western Conference setup, uh, regional games, league games. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I know uh, again right now. We'll get back and we'll get training and, and try to get better. We'll take one more question. Charles Bohm, MLSsoccer.com. Charles, go ahead. Hey, Ben, do you do you think that you have your team's identity set and are, are you happy or content with that aspect no. of it? You mentioned needing. No. no. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit? Is it more than just new faces maybe? Is there something deeper that, that you want to change? No. All right. Not a happy Ben Olsen in that post-game press conference, which uh, fits the mood with us here. I, it was it was tough to listen to. I, I mean, Benny opened up with the, the the first question from Stephen Goff and replied that, you know, hey, he thought we were set up to win, and um, Jaws hit the floor. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we were not. Yeah, it, it's a difficult position if you're the coach going up there after a game the last thing you want to do is be answering questions. And sure. frankly, you know, yeah. we understand where he's coming from. It's hard to talk about a game like this when you're disappointed, when you don't know the next time your team's going to be in the field. I do have to question saying, you know, we, we thought we had the game there to take it. You had shots. It wasn't like, you know, some games we've seen where you had one shot and happened to go in. Uh, you were certainly in the game, but to say the game was there for the taking we certainly didn't look like a team that was going to take it. It yeah. looks like Steven Birnbaum's also available for some media availability. So we'll throw it to him and then we'll bring it back and wrap, wrap up our thoughts. Uh, what's, uh, what's your assessment of the team um, at this point? Not, not being able to get out of the group stage when clearly you were in a position today to, to maybe win the group or at least uh, have a chance at a third place slot. Yeah. Um, I mean, blew it, you know, we put ourselves in a, a chance to win the group or, advance and we need to win and, and we lost so um so that we're not happy about it and um you know we're going home tomorrow so uh, it is what it is great thanks steve uh reminder to raise your hand if you have a question for him i don't see any hands risen right now we want to make sure we get these guys out of here steve uh steve golf gonna go back to you uh steve what what did you see from the team today that was um, that was perhaps lacking in in 
in coming yeah. back. Um, last I, I mean, I, th I thought we we uh, did a better job of starting the game and and uh, having a little bit more energy in uh, instead of the game's past where we we were pretty slow and and you know didn't have much possession. Obviously, maybe that's uh, the way Montreal played, but we had more possession today. Um, I don't think that our movement was good enough off the ball as a group. Um, I think that it was it was hard for us to create chances that way. And, uh, you know, we needed to be better in the final third with them. Um, and letting up a, a goal um, like that in the first half is right before the water break was it was really tough. Um, I, they didn't have any other, you know, clear chances until late in the second half, I think. So, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, we, we felt like the game was there for us today and it uh, we didn't play, we didn't play good enough. Thanks, Steve. Next question, Jose Umana, WUSA. Jose, go ahead. Yes, yeah, Steve. Uh, ben kind of mentioned earlier about, you know, playing the three different times uh, during the tournament and mentioning some of you guys came in a little fatigued. How did you feel you and the rest of the defense felt coming into today and how much of the late time was a factor how you guys felt? Um, I think we felt pretty good, actually. Um, you know, everyone's in the same boat. Uh, it's no disadvantage to anyone. We, uh, you know, obviously it's it's the way the tournament's set up and it's a little awkward for everyone, but everyone's going through it. And um, I felt like we were ready as a group today. We had good trainings before this and uh, we had a good game plan going into it. We just didn't execute. Next question, Jimena, Washington Times. Jimena, go ahead. Hey, Steve, where did you go from here? Um, well, we, uh, we go back home and, uh, wait to see what happens, um, with our season. We're not sure yet. We haven't heard anything. And then uh, I guess plan accordingly. I'll pause for about 10 more seconds to see if we, if we have any more questions for Steve before I let him go. Steve, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. All right, and that will wrap up the uh, post game media availability uh, for tonight. And uh, we look, we get, we got to go back to some of the things that that Coach Olson was was talking about. It doesn't sound like there was much uh, much in the questions or the answers for and from Stephen Birnbaum. But Sam, you were you were talking a bit about uh, Ben saying we were set up to win. Did you do you want to complete that thought? I know we cut you off right in the middle <laughs> when Stephen showed up. I've had so many thoughts since then. Um, I mean, just generally, I think the feeling in this room, and I can imagine that the feeling for a lot of DC United fans out there listening is like a lot of frustration because it, it seems like we've been hearing from Ben the same answer for how long has he been a coach now that, you know, it, it's, there are just a couple key pieces that aren't there. And, you know, we, we were set up for success and we just couldn't find that final touch, but, you know, we're still looking for identity and we're going to get there eventually. And we're just going to make a couple more cute signings and then it'll be there. And it's like, I feel like we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and I've never been like a hardcore been out person. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like I'm tired of hearing this rhetoric of like we're, we're right at the cusp and next season it's going to happen because we've been waiting for next season, next season, next season. And, you know, we've had Lutru, we've had like a ton of like star forwards throughout the the league on this team and we, we just haven't seen it yet. And I just I, – I, I, I want to say I don't know what the answer is. I feel like the answer is we score goals, and we just haven't been doing that. Well, and, and we talked about it a bit here, you know, while while Steve was on, and, and even during, you know, Ben's portion. Um, we brought in players this transfer window, right? I mean, I, I Michael, that was one of the things that you had, you had mentioned. Um, you know, you've got Gressel coming in. You had Assad coming back, which we've we've I've beaten that dead horse on, on this show. Um, you brought in Flores, who obviously was unavailable tonight. Um, Kamara was brought in late last season, but it, it's not for lack of, of players in. Now, yeah. obviously, we need more, right? We need more strikers. We need more outside backs. We've talked about that. Um, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know about that. And I, and I thought Jason had a very fair question about, you know, why why do you put Felipe in at the 10? Um, ben was shocked at that question. Ben didn't too. like the question, and, and we sat here and rattled off a couple more options that you could you could have put in the tent. So I I, I don't know. I, Felipe would have been low on my list of people to plug into the tent. Not to say he had the worst game there, but 
Yeah, that's the conversation in the chat right now is that Ben Olsen needs to answer these questions. I, I understand that he's upset right now. I, I, we all are. I, we're it's all, hard going right after. Right. Yeah. But but for the for the sake of this franchise, like we need a direction. We need we need those questions answered and we, we need Ben to dude you've had it for 10 years like sam was just saying we knew lucho was leaving we knew wayne was leaving we have cap space because of it you got to do something with it and you get to choose the players that come in you've been with with dave a long time you guys should be building a a team with a style of a play but it seems like we just yeah what what is the system it, right. it doesn't feel like we have one. It well, still ben feels like we're we changed, so lost. We changed formations from a four-three-three to a four-four-two, and then back again in this game. So, well, and, and if your system is designed to be that gritty, you know, Ben don't break, be a defensive team, you went down what four times in this tournament? Three times you managed to come back, and you know, or the Toronto game aside, you know, you managed to come back and tie it up. This was not a stellar defensive team. It was a team that got fortunate to rally late and get some early results to put yourself in position to advance. But this was not a defensive juggernaut. No. And and there's very minimal counterattack either, right? If you're going to play very defensive, we don't particularly have a counterattacking ability to, to really move it forward. We're not that fast up forward uh, without Paul, I guess, but yeah. And I mean, it's crazy because I feel like we saw it more in this game than in any other game. I feel like we had the most offensive chances. We had the most, you know, creativity around the box. You know, we saw Kevin Paredes doing a couple little like back heels and like between the leg passes. I thought my man was going to score. Oh my God. We got to talk about it, right? (laughs) Me too. But I feel like we saw it most often in this game, but it, it, it still just wasn't good enough. And this is, you know, this tournament is just so crazy because these games also count for the regular season, right? So like, are we in tournament play or are we in regular season play? But regardless, it just has to be better. And I feel like for three games, we didn't see those offensive options. Five points out of five regular season games now for DC United. Yeah, and if we're, t- we're going to frame these as regular season games, a loss to Montreal is disappointing. Uh, on neutral ground, I, I know that wouldn't happen in the season, but we'd probably be hoping to dominate them at home and maybe sneak a win away. A tie against Toronto will take... And then a tie against the Revs is about average. So maybe that should be what our takeaway from this is that it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's disappointing not to be involved in in the league anymore in our future. But I feel like it hurts more because this is, I mean, it's also tournament play. And very much all the players going into it were so confident. They were all saying, and, you know, all the the social media was saying our destiny is in our hands. You know, a win and we're through. A, A draw and we've got an amazing shot at going through. And everybody was so confident that we could get that. And the fact that we couldn't. And it, like, it it breaks my heart that it also happened like off a crazy own goal. Like, how yeah. do you see United as that? I, I mean, it's it's frustrating to have conceded like that. But but you bring up a good point, Sam. And I think you're getting me a little fired up again. Like, that was exactly the, the messaging all week. And, and that's what we heard. It's in our it's in our hands. We got to win. Well, if you want to win a game, you got to score a goal. And, and if you want to score a goal, you got to put out a lineup that's capable of scoring a goal. And that's not what we had. And we, well, we saw it for moments. Like, the first five minutes, we were completely first in. First five is us. Yep. Okay, listen. And also, Sigurd. like, we, we talked about at the beginning of the game, too. Like, Montreal is also kind of a team that is potentially going to sit back and let you have the, the pressure. But, you know, we needed to capitalize on that. And we didn't. And we saw moments of it. And I think that. Again, we had more chances in this game than we had in any other of the two games that we played in in this tournament. But it, it just didn't happen. And the team knew that this was the moment to capitalize. And the fact that they still couldn't do it and the fact that Ben is like the, – all the messaging was that this is our moment. And then Ben, after the post game is like, yeah, we just still don't have those key pieces. Like, I don't really know what to make of that for this team going forward. His answer to the question about, you know, having Felipe play the 10, be that attacking midfielder – that's just so frustrating to say, well, what would you have done? That's why Ben's in the position to make, to so make, make the evaluation. That's so yeah. true. Yeah, Flores isn't available. He's the guy you expect to be able to play the 10. Paul's injured. You can expect him to slide over there. You've tried Gressel there at times. You've got any number of options there, but to basically throw up your hands and say, well, you know, we gave it our best shot. It, it there is it's unsat and, and it's something we've talked about across the board is you don't have attacking options you don't know how to create goals you're you're very thin at those critical positions and it showed 
So let's, let's talk a little bit. I mean, I, I obviously that question struck a nerve uh, with Ben, but I, I actually don't know that that was the worst selection tonight or the, or the worst portion of this lineup. I mean, I, I think I remain frustrated with Segura up top. Don't not, get me started. Not to say he's not improving, you know, a bit up there, but, like, you know, to, to some extent, Kamara was available. Um, it, 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 we didn't get a chance to ask if he was, in, and I we can probably safely assume he wasn't ninety minutes fit. I don't think he was. I think him. that came up. Probably wouldn't have got yeah. an answer from Ben regardless. It, yeah, it didn't. I sound think it like, came up beforehand that he wasn't quite ninety fit. But it, really, I mean, what, what, Sorga didn't have the best performance the other night, but he's at least a striker. Look, this is uh, I've been on Segura's back the whole time. He's been for DC United, and he proves me wrong occasionally. But I, I remarked to you, John, during the game, he is all hustle, and the technical is just lacking. He, it, uh, we we watched the first five minutes, and we were controlling the game, and, and Gressel slides him a ball in a decent place, and he, he puts it, I, I guess, in universe, Universal Studios good. is where <laughs> I was going with that. Through the virtual scoreboard. Yeah, yeah we, we lost the ball immediately, which meant it was nowhere close to, to, to on frame. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I continue to be frustrated. I think he's good on the wing because he can hustle there. But as a striker, no. And, and so Sorga, if you're going to split minutes between Kamara and someone else, let Sorga go out there again. He didn't do that bad in the first game or in the game that we saw him last time. But I, I don't know. Well, I told you guys the other night I would have started Predates in this game. And, you know, back to the question we were trying to address from YouTube from before the press conferences, you know, how, how would you have lined this team up? Um, you know, I think I think we talked a bit about that the other day. Obviously, not knowing that Flores wouldn't be available, but I, I, I think you, he's had minutes there. I think you move, and he's also struggled in the tournament out wide. So I, I would have plugged Gressel back in there. I would have plugged Paredes in his slot, and um, you know maybe gone Sorga up top, uh, and, and those would have been some of the changes I would have made here. Um, it would have been interesting to see Kevin have a full 90 because he he did bring a lot of creativity into the team and he did have, you know, sparks of brilliance that I think the team quite frankly wasn't used to in some of the other games, mm. you know, he was he was trying to do something creative and I I think it would have been very interesting. I, I want to bring up this question we just got it from YouTube because it's so good. James Graham asks, is this a worse loss than the 0-0 tie against 10-man Cincy? <laughs> Emotionally, I I would say it's it's in the same ballpark. It's elimination. It's elimin- It's an elimination game in recent memory. So it we we should have known going in it wasn't going to go great. Yeah, and I mean I said you know my on Instagram my my pregame prediction was that we were going to win two nothing because I just wanted to believe that DC United was going to win. But you know I I kind of said off air that 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 Cincy game is very fresh in my mind and that was a must win situation and then we went up a man and we still couldn't get it done and that was a must win for a home playoff which is very important and we saw how that turned out in Toronto so I I to answer your question yeah like what John said it, it feels emotionally very similar and like you said it was it's both a knockout and I mean, now we're done for this part of the tournament, and I, I find it very hard to believe that we're going to have very much of a regular season after this. So, uh, I've been corrected. It was a nine-man Cincy. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely oh. a nine-man <laughs> Cincy, and thank you for making it worse. Black, you <laughs> get in. My brain wouldn't comprehend how bad it was. Yeah, for me, again, I have not gone back and rewatched the Cincy game. I hope I never have to suffer through that again. I don't think you'll find it on, on reruns, even <laughs> even as low as the sports selection got over the past couple months. You're not going to find that Cincy one. Cincy won't even rerun that one. Like. But frankly, in that game, it felt like you had opportunities going forward. A lot of that was a True. factor of being two men up and you know, sending guys forward. But yeah, that was an opportunity to get a home playoff game, get another game with Wayne Rooney at home when you already know he's leaving and he's been suspended for this game. That game is worse for me. Yeah, I, we still don't have a full grasp on what this tournament means in the scheme of this year. If we do get back to some sort of regular season and have an MLS Cup playoffs, it could be that this is kind of a a secondary thing this year. If it, yeah. if it goes a different way, maybe we'll look back on it and say, "Hey, DC really blew an opportunity to take advantage of playing as much soccer as they possibly could this year." And either way, it's extremely frustrating. Yeah. I, I, I just just to, to, to get my answer to the question, I, I think um, no, this is not as bad as that game. Um, but I, I may feel differently if this is the end of the twenty twenty season, which right. I don't think it is going to be. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of things that that we've seen that indicate, and, and even from hearing from from Benny tonight, um, and and seeing some of the the 
you know, Q&A that's gone out to our, uh, to season ticket members and stuff about what could happen later this season. I, I don't think the 2020 MLS season's over after this tournament, um, and I hope to God it's not after that performance tonight. You um, might want to hope it is. Well, yeah, it's another way to look But at I wonder that. how much is really going to happen, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe we get a couple games in. What do those games really mean? But, And I think that that's, that's part of it for me is, you know, the optimist, the optimist in me is wanting to – to look forward and say like well what can we build on what can we learn on you know how can we improve but we just don't know what's going to happen next and that's that's part of what makes it hard to be at all positive right now well sam i think you do bring up a good point and and we do need to address it because you know aside from the first half against toronto this dc united team was not terrible I mean tonight. Tonight's a tough pill to swallow, I, and I think we've we've beat it to death that the they weren't necessarily set up for success with the lineup selection. But overall, um, I, I don't think they played that bad tonight. I, it's just uh, you know they're eliminated, right? So like there's it's hard to spin some positives. But you know we've talked about Kevin Paredes as somebody who we're super excited about. Almost scored a goal. Almost scored a goal. Future of the team. I'm I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that. You know, Griffin Yao didn't get any minutes until tonight because he looked a little bit out of sorts out there when he came in. I think he had a rough touch that you know could have been a shot on target potentially. Um, but you know, I overall like if this were a regular season game, we'd be frustrated, and but we'd probably be a little bit more relaxed about the lineup. We wouldn't be comparing it to Cincy. Injury. Yeah, yes. but, I, but also, and Sam brought up Kuva on the show, which I feel like we need to. Having this game as your third game in space of what eight days, you, know, you can tolerate you know, some rotation. You can tolerate changing it, but it's in a tournament setup. This is a do or die game. Yep, and we didn't get it done. Yeah, I also I'll, ha- go ahead. I'll I'll talk us off the cliff a little bit. We conceded a very lucky goal. It, Bill had that. I think the shot that Montreal took. Uh, Brilliant does something weird with his leg. And, and he flicks it on after he did the same thing like 30 seconds before. I, I, and then Montreal bunker. They had at least eight behind the ball every time after that. And then their forwards are pretty pacey, so they can stretch the field with just them. I can talk us out of that one. The Toronto one was bad in the first half. The Revs game was a, pretty similar to this one. They got a fluky goal, and then we fought back for 90. So I, I don't know. I think we're in some kind of alternate universe, though, because I'm going to, like, talk us back onto the ledge and say that, like, soccer isn't a game of, like, possession and, like, good buildup and almost chances. Like, it's a game of scoring goals, and we haven't seen in these three games that DC United has the ability to score those goals, and that is what it's all about. Style of play. Well, and we haven't seen that actually in these five games. I think it, I, I haven't seen that from DC United. Like, I mean, Lucharu like, brought it and then lost it last season. Like, obviously, Wayne left and Lucha threw a hissy fit and he also left. Like, I just haven't seen it. We haven't just had, like, a true blue striker in, like, so long. And we need someone who has that and who knows how to create chances out of absolutely nothing. Like, Chris Wando walked onto the field yesterday and in 45 seconds scored he, a goal. He also got a cross. He was in the six-yard box and got a cross on his head. I, d- I don't think we have that fair. on this the team. Service that's super was great. fair. Yeah, yeah. That's so, for sure. again, I I feel like we harped on this so much the our last show, but just that creativity in the final third and those chances in the final third, we're not creating it, we're not doing it. And it's I, – I, like I wonder if this team has that skill – but we just don't have the confidence. Like everyone was bolstering that confidence beforehand, but when when you see them around the 18 yard box, no one is making those darting unique runs. No one is like doing that little flick over the defense into those runs. You know, nobody's doing a little chip or crazy pass or whatever. Like I I feel like we do have the skill, and I've like always said this about DC United. We just said about Ben Olsen. You've had 10 years. What are you doing? Like I feel like we've always had such key players who are able to do that we just don't like i don't know we just don't put it together at the end and i'm i'm at a loss for how to do that well and you look at a game like this where you you heard ben say that game was there for the taking it's a game where you outshot montreal 12 to 7 more shots on target you had opportunities but by the same token you very well could have been down two goals montreal had a ball that was inches away from going in off the, the back post there that was like the moment in the game where I thought like, Hey, we might pull this out because that doesn't ever go our way. So let's, you know, maybe But I was almost like ball. Don't lie. Like that first one shouldn't have gone in. That one should have. So like, we're about equal right now. And you had another opportunity in the first half where Felipe comes in hard on a tackle. 
we were asking questions about whether he oh, gets, should have been sent off. Gets to participate in the rest of the game. Yeah, this was not a game where oh, it, it just slipped away. It very easily could have been significantly worse and have us not with any hope going into the back half. So, you know, props to the team That's for holding it together. <laughs> yeah, but. I feel like before the game, it was like a game that we should have had. And then during the game, you're right. Like, it just wasn't there for us. So it's all the more surprising to hear Ben say it when you frame it like that. Yeah, we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And uh, we appreciate you getting involved on the YouTube live chat or using the hashtag Tried and True DCU. But if you'd like to join the show, um, not only is our text line open, but you can actually give us a call at 202-892-6328. That's 202-892-6DCU if you have questions or want to join the show and uh, share your thoughts. We can help We can help make it better. Um, but, but one thing that's not going to make it better, unfortunately, uh, we, we've checked the expected goals here uh, for, from InfoGoal tonight. And, uh, well, 0.52 for Montreal. 0.45 for DC United and and for those of us who watched both both games tonight um, two really bad soccer games tonight in the in the MLS's back tournament so this was this was frustrating um, for the black and red but you know Montreal fortunate to, to have gotten the points tonight at least according to expected goals as well and if there's one thing we've learned from the coronavirus hiatus that is that even watching bad frustrating awful dc united soccer like tonight is much better than not having any soccer at all so i guess you know if we want to talk about ledges or not at least we're sitting up here watching it this is true (laughs) so we have a question here uh on on the youtube chat and and we (laughs) we talked a bit about it but i think we got to address it directly how can we be optimistic going forward with this team uh, look, it, it, like I was saying before, it, it's just two fluky goals in the past two games, and we lose, we we drop points in the first one, and then we lose this one because a deflection. I, I think the first one, the game against Revs, they scored off a deflected goal as well. Yep. Uh, be optimistic that Ben's defense does work, and, and even though we don't have the attack f- fine tuned yet, that maybe Ben can get that in the month off that they have. Maybe Assad can regain his his form that he had two years ago maybe Ola is actually given the ball once a game uh, maybe our defense doesn't play inside their own box most of the time uh, th- these are just basic things uh, and I'm seeing you guys say it and I completely agree I don't understand why we played the way we did today and so yeah. uh, we, we've seen this team come back before we've seen this team play right uh, they dismantled Seattle last year, and I'm still holding on to that one because it was beautiful soccer. Uh, and so I know they can do it. Um, hopefully we get that team back after this break. I, for me, I, I mean, I think there's a few reasons to be optimistic. I mean, one, we've had the chance to talk to a number of the players on this show, uh, especially during the, the little hiatus we went through. And, and this is a very likable team. I think they're a close-knit team. I think they are getting to the point where they're starting to play well together in certain aspects of, of, of the field. You know, we've got Loudoun United now, which we haven't had for very long. So there's a, there's a big pipeline now, um, which obviously homegrowns, we've seen a lot of success, but now there's that, that second tier level for these folks to get minutes. And now of course, with USL games restarting, you know, we just had Loudoun play last night, um, which was kind of tough to watch, but you know, I, I, my first comment back to you guys is a number of folks who would typically be starting and, and racking up a lot of minutes with Loudon are actually in Orlando and, and some of them getting minutes with, with DC United. So, you know, that's something to be optimistic about, um, you know, re- referencing some of the other young guys. I, I think, you know, Pines is coming up a lot here in the chat. And yeah, I, I think, I think Donovan Pines has, has a bright future on this team. It's just been tough to replace because Burnbaum and Briant had a great relationship, great partnership last year. And it's hard to, say to be right. fair, I, listen, I, I know it's <laughs> controversial, but you'd be subbing off DC United's golden boot leader that's, right now to bring on Donovan Pines. That's a, problem, like... that's a problem of our offense that they haven't yeah. scored enough. And, and, yeah, I was just about to pose the question. I feel like Sam's already got her answer. Is Birnbaum worth the goals he scores for the ones he concedes? Oh, I was going to say is Briant worth the oh, goals he No, no, he I, mean, I meant Briant. Sorry, okay, sorry, okay. sorry. Because I think no, because I in, in this tournament where you're kind of like – 
I don't know. You're saying let's give Paredes a chance. Like saying we're out like of the tournament. To see. <laughs> Prior to being out of the tournament, you're saying, you know, you want Paredes to get a chance. You want Yao to get a chance. I would absolutely have loved to see Pines, who also has scored for DC United and had brought that wrongfully taken away. But I would have loved to see him get some minutes in this tournament. Real quick, we do have a call coming in, so let's go ahead and take this. Absolutely. Good early morning. Uh, you're on Tried and True. What's going on? like we're having some yeah, we're having audio breaking in the uh the call line today we're having a really tough time here in this caller stand by one we'll see if we can get them back <laughs> yeah um i didn't get a catch of any sort of thing that they said but Hopefully they're talking about our center back problem and at what point pines replaces brilliant um Look, I, I hope it's soon. Brian is getting old. He doesn't have the pace, and maybe that's the reason our, our back line was so deep today and we didn't really have anything. We didn't have the transition from possession in the back to, to midfield to attack really quickly. We, we had spells where DC United were, were in possession and in control, but it didn't last and and it wasn't quick when we did that we would get the ball down and then we would recycle yeah and there were there were way too many times you're right when we would pass the ball backwards we would make a horizontal pass when it felt like we had the numbers up and we felt like we had the opportunity to really go forward and push to them and we, we just weren't doing so which was very frustrating to see and I think it it kind of goes back to this, like, how, how do we make that defensive option happen and how do we make these goals? How do we create these goals? I, and you've got we just weren't. you've got kind of a double-edged sword when you talk about bringing in a lot of these new faces a lot of these you know guys with a lot of talent that you're expecting to contribute and contribute immediately you've spent a lot on them you expect the Floreses and the gressels to immediately live up to what they're billing as at the same time this is a team that's had problems going forward for quite a while and while you're hoping that they can gel immediately it will take time and normally we'd expect that by this point in the season you've played a good number of games you've started to see how things are panning out obviously that's not going to happen this year i guess all that's to say that you know perhaps we can't toss this team out entirely you can't fix all the problems overnight we've always had problems scoring goals for the last couple of years except for the brief magic that was lucharu uh but maybe there's hope that they can pull it together now that they're able to start training together, start really playing together, and use this as an inspiration and say, hey, we don't want to feel like this again. We don't want to go into a knockout game and not show up with our best side. But Yeah, and I think it's frustrating because, like, all teams – deal with injuries like you say like yeah we don't have paul you know kamara might have had a knock whatever but like i mean vela's not paying playing for lafc right now and like they're killing it like and i mean you see in atlanta who have also been eliminated from this tournament what happens when joseph's not with the team like i have never wanted to be a team who just relies around one person to score all the goals and right now we're relying on like no one to score all those goals but like still have the injuries exactly <laughs> yeah. we still have the injuries and we can't just blame it on those injuries because we need to have a team who believes that the whole team can do it and it feels like we do have a team that believes the whole team can do it but we just don't see that on the field which is crazy i need a style of play i need i need uh, what happens when the defense gets the ball they move it up the field through the midfield midfield shifts up and they either whipping crosses to kamara which they were just continually kept taking crosses from deeper tonight it was desperation on the field and or they need to to slot in and make runs like lucho and and wayne did uh, and you d I yeah. just didn't see anything from that tonight it seemed like get the ball get a couple numbers in the boxes and ping it around and see what happens and we got a couple chances off that but that's not how you win soccer games i think we're going to try the tech uh, the call in line again one more time here i think we have our issue sorted good early morning to you you're on tried and true yeah, this is Donald, guys. How, how's it going? Hey, hey Donald. How are you? Great to hear from you. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask, you know, the urgency just didn't seem there with, with the guys. And when it comes to this tournament, yeah, it's, it's we're kind of in a weird time, but 
the issue is is that we don't know if this is going to be it. Yeah, we assume that there's going to be some games after this, but this team played like we were at the beginning of the season and we have a full 40-game slate ahead of us where I've seen some teams in the tournament play with the urgency that we would expect from a team that doesn't know when they're next going to play. And I'm wondering if, to you guys, if that's the most disappointing part to me. I'm wondering if that is for you. Uh, and I'll hang up and listen. Donald, this is why we're friends. <laughs> Thanks so much for the call, Donald. We appreciate it. Uh, who wants to take that one first? I'll take this one. Um, so, so, yeah, that's what we were saying a little bit earlier is that if, if this was just a regular season loss against Montreal, we would be frustrated. Like John said, we would be frustrated, but we we wouldn't be as disappointed in the team as we are right now. They they didn't bring it. Uh, and when you've seen clubs like Columbus putting teams away when it really matters. When, when you only have three games. Put them away. You said that. Somebody said that today. They were like, oh, well, Atlanta's going to win this game because Columbus doesn't care anymore. And then Columbus <laughs> won the game because they still yeah. care. Just, just to keep the think, flow going. And I think right? that, that this, like, it's so cyclical and it all like goes into each other that, I mean, this is something we haven't seen from this team in, you know, Ben Olsen's tenure in post games is that when it comes down to it, we don't have that urgency. You know, it seems like he... He wants his team to be very, like, laid-back confident. Like, we just got this. It's going to come to us. We don't need to force it. But at the end of the day, like, that's not what happens. We lay back and we don't bring the urgency, and then we don't win the games. And that's what we saw today. That's what we've seen in these so many, you know, recent post uh, postseasons. You know, last year, the year before, the year before that is – we just didn't bring it to the other team. We didn't play like it was a must-win situation, and then we didn't win the game. You know, having one superstar, one amazing player on your team is not a make-or-break solution for it. But I will say that in situations where your team is lagging a little bit, perhaps they're just not finding a way through, you sometimes need to have a player that you can turn to and say, you know, this is the guy who's going to give us that spark, really drive us on. And you saw that on occasion from some players. Iguain, particularly in the first two games, came on late, made a difference. But you can't rely on a guy like Iguain who's coming off the bench to be that difference maker. You need to have somebody you can point to and say, you know, this is the guy that we're going to ride when we have to. It's not going to happen every game. It's not going to be the only reason you make the playoffs or have a winning season or have that long-term success. But there are times when you need to lean on that, and I don't think we have that right now. Yeah, I, I, I think Donald was spot on. I mean, I, I was pretty frustrated throughout, and, and I think you know you guys watching the game with me here saw my mood sour immediately. You know, when when the goal went in, because I, I think that's exactly it. You know, we we weren't set up with a, with a lineup to really attack, but yeah, at the end of the day, I didn't see a ton of passion there. You know, like I, I feel like we've we've been you know very fortunate to watch as as several leagues around the world have come to come to an end and of course we've got a big day on 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 sunday in england but you know those players are are out there you know pretty much fighting for their season you know and 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 in in this situation you know this this could be the open cup this year right this could be the the equivalent of that i don't think we're going to see an open cup maybe we will um i think we'll be fortunate to um but yeah there there wasn't a whole lot of that and uh you know we, we have another question here on youtube from from james again are we worse now than in 2013? And oh boy, uh, James, it's, James. It's, it's early in your neck of the woods. You, you, can't, you can't be it's getting that dark that us. early. Yeah. Uh, oh, Donald, Donald says in 2013, we won a trophy. Well, and that's exactly we where did. I was going to go, right? Is because this was our chance to, to potentially win a trophy if we're going to be that bad and it's gone. It's so the US Open um, Cup just as ridiculous. And the CCL spot. <laughs> and the CCL spot's gone, right? Uh, but no, I, I don't think we're worse than 2013. Good Lord. Um, that was bad. I, I, and I think this, I, this team does have hmm. a future ahead of it. It's got, it's got some young talent who I think are, are going to develop. And there's a number of players on this team that just haven't had a ton of time to settle in MLS to settle in here in DC, to settle into playing together. So no, I, I don't think we're worse than 2013. This is certainly a team think? that this is certainly a team that's more talented than the 2013 team. Right. Across the board, you look at the 2013 team and say that is at best replacement level players across the board almost universally. But that said, when you have a series of results like this, a couple of good things and then your season could turn and get bad in a hurry if the players start losing belief they start yeah not feeling like they're actually able to make things happen particularly and when things aren't going your way 
it can spiral in a hurry. You don't expect that. I don't think that's going to happen from this team. And frankly, it might be a good thing that we get some time off after a frustrating loss like this. But things things happen. I wonder what the players feel like seeing Ben's press conference because they, they, they have to see that. Ben frustrated, pointing to the transfer window to improve things and just being just defiant against answering questions from the media that, that were legitimate questions about the style of play and, and his choices. You're right, and I think that is a very strong point is that he he didn't necessarily like defend his choices. He didn't like put faith in the team and s- just blatantly say like it didn't go our way. You know, we just we weren't ready. We should have been. We weren't. This is a great team. You know, hopefully we get games to play and we can figure it out. You know, he didn't say that. He kind of said like things didn't go our way. We should have done it, but like we're looking for the transfer window or you know, we don't really have you know, the it factor of this team. I'm, you know, paraphrasing, he didn't say that specifically, but he basically said, like, we don't have our team down pat yet, but we're looking to do that in the future. And you're right, that's probably super disheartening as a team to hear that and to think that going into this game, it was very much like, we got this, we can control it. And then after the loss, he's like, well, you know, our, our key points just aren't there yet. And you, you got to think the players in the locker room are like, well, am I that key point that's not there yet? Like, who's being replaced yeah. with that key? Who's going to come in? I, I want to address one thing you said, Sam, and one thing you said, Michael. You know, I, I think that over the years, obviously, Olsen's been stuck with some tough rosters and, and, and some better rosters. But I think one of the things that he's never really done is lost the locker room. And I think that, that that's point. probably point. one of his strengths as a coach is, is you know, keeping that, that mentality that these teams generally don't quit. And, and so while we didn't see as much fight uh, and as much, you know, passion – end of season end of tournament you know style game tonight um i i don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of blame game going around because i i do think the team recognizes that they weren't quite at full strength and and, and sam to one of the things that that you said you know I, I i guess we haven't mentioned his name at all on this show but when you look at the attacking options that um that benny had or didn't have at his disposal tonight you know three of the top players on this team weren't weren't available at least to start you know with ola kamara being limited um he had the injury to Flores that, that held him out, and I was going to go with Paul Ariola, who's who's been injured the entire season. Pippa, and, and of course Pippa, yeah, not not being able to go the the full, uh, really more than a half, uh, probably twenty minutes or so. So, I I think all of that's to say that yes, this this twenty twenty DC United team is better than what we saw in this tournament. I think that is such a good point that you bring that he's never lost the locker room because I, I was actually thinking about this a little bit earlier in the show is that. When you have players like Wayne Rooney and Paul Ariola coming in, you know, part of what they cited, the reason they're coming into this team is because they believed what the team stood for and they believed that the future this team had and the way that they were going, the tra- trajectory that we had through this league, you know, everybody has said, and even like, sorry, currently, you know, the players are saying, you know, we, we have such a good thing going for us, you know, we're really going to do it. This team is special. This team has it. We're going to be able to make it. That's something that's like, reiterated from every single player and you know we've dc united has had players in the past who have said i don't want to be here i'd rather be transferred this team is not for me so i think it's interesting that it's been so long that we've been hearing that and you know we haven't necessarily seen it playing out played out yet but you're right that he hasn't lost the locker room they're all still buying into it so what does that mean from here yeah and uh all that's to say we probably do have to award a man of the match tonight. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. That is a segment we do here on this show. Um, I actually – I'll have to do some homework here. I did not hear who ESPN awarded, nor did I see who DC United awarded. I doubt they wear black and red uh, for ESPN. I, I pulled our, our audience on <laughs> YouTube, and, and we got James Graham, who submitted two, said a trialist or Bill Hamid's commentary. <laughs> And then uh, Mark said own goal. Um, yeah, and, and I do. <laughs> that's funny. I do not see uh, the team putting out uh, a man of the match here either. So, um, guys, I'm I'm gonna gals. give. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna give you know a potential shout for the whole tournament, and I, I tweeted this out from the account, but just to our friend Kevin Paredes for you know getting those three for three subs, and he did add a spark into it, um, and you know, and I. Th- think it was the first or second I think it was the first or second press conference or it might have been a pregame one but you know 
been saying like he just he provides that spark of creativity and it's not just about giving a young kid minutes it's about like what he actively brings to the team right now as a player um, which is just so promising for what we're going to see from him in the future and I love seeing him have those moments on the field and you know we talked to him a lot before the tournament and really got to love his personality but I've also just loved seeing him play on the field and I'm definitely excited to see where he goes um, and the potential that he has yeah I'm definitely all on board with you know praising Kevin's performance in the tournament you know certainly making the best out of his moments and minutes he got out there uh I think for me now that DC United's been knocked out of the tournament really looking over the course of their three games the player who made the most impact on those three games was Pippa Iwain coming off the bench really showing that he is here to play he is here to compete for a the spot and as soon as he's gotten you know that level of fitness they're looking for i expect that he's going to be really pushing to potentially be starting on this team he i'm not going to say single-handedly but you know the, the man scored two goals and both goals were critical for putting us in a position to even think about advancing so for me looking at the totality tournament probably people I tried to cheat, guys. I pulled up who scored for this game to see if there was anyone that stood out statistically that we might have missed. Spoiler alert: No one, no one wearing scored. black and red yeah. scored. Literally, they're all uh, they're all at six point four or lower. Oh. Or Segura is at six point five, and I, man, this hurts. But I'm actually going to shout Segura, who I, I started the game. <laughs> we in can a, end the pod now. It's in, wow. in a position that he doesn't play, and was the player that looked like he cared the most, at least. And, and Yeah, between him and Felipe, I'll give you that. Uh, look, we needed more of that on the field. We talked about it earlier. The team didn't come out with the right attitude, and the only one that seemed to play, unfortunately, like, I, I, guys, you, if you listen to me talk about him, I, I want more from him technically, but he, he did his job the best that he could, and he and he kept trying. Um, so I'll, I'll give it to Segura. I love the British shout but I, I got to be different and I got to give it to a starter. So, uh, Segura. No, I, I think that's totally fair. And I, I, I love hearing you give uh, Segura some praise because I know that that's. Uh, it hurt him deep. That hurt you a little bit deep yeah. there. But no, I, I, I've got to go with Paredes as well. I mean, look, we, we've we talked at length about this kid, but I'm, I'm just so excited about, you know, what he brings to the field. I mean, tonight we saw him body a couple guys, and I, 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 went, I was like, is that Kevin? You know, who just like <laughs> threw a dude off the ball and won it back. And. You know, he got beat once, and he was the first guy right back to the ball afterwards. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's he's obviously he's 17, right? He could probably run around for another two hours you know, <laughs> right now in the crazy Orlando humidity. But, um, you know, you need a guy like that to balance the team out. And, and it was so exciting to see him get the minutes. I, I was, as I mentioned earlier, I was excited to see Yao get some time too. Yeah. I think we're going to see Moses at some point this season before it ends. Hopefully Whatever it hasn't already. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, that's uh, – it's it's been fun um i <laughs> i hate to wrap the show like this i think we were we were kind of planning to have a match to preview here but yeah. um yeah. we don't at the moment the mls is back tournament final is on august 11th um so after that uh, hopefully I, I think within the next week or so the the goal was for don garber and the league to kind of announce the the preliminary details about a return to play so once that's uh sorted out i'm sure we'll be back um, with a show to kind of break down what, what that will look like. I, I would imagine we'll take this weekend off and probably um, look toward a, a show uh, in, in the coming weeks. Um, obviously, it's, it's not been a great couple days in the DMV for soccer. We mentioned Loudon uh, lost yesterday. And, of course, the Spirit crashed out on penalties on Saturday. Which um, is the top all the top seeds it, at that point i haven't watched a couple in the, of in the challenge recent cup. games yeah but all the top seeds were like being knocked out by pks at that <laughs> yeah. point like i'm unfortunate to see it happen and yeah it was super depressing in the show notes especially as this game went on to see all the the sad dmv soccer but hopefully it'll it'll pick up sometime soon yeah but before we wrap things um i, I gotta give a shout out to our crew on youtube tonight there's been uh, a, a number of folks in there hanging strong uh keeping the show going tonight and, uh, and and encouraging us to think positive which we should do um because i think I, I do still believe the future is bright with this team um if you're listening to us in, in podcast format uh and, and you have thoughts or think there's things that we totally missed uh please let us know of course we're we're always checking our DMs. You're using the hashtag tried and true DCU. You can email the show at tried and true DCU uh, at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, we always appreciate when you tell a friend uh, to check us out on your favorite podcatcher. Yeah. Um, 
and I'd encourage you to check out Leta. Um, you know, just to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Make sure to look out for us. We are are a post game show, but obviously this season is is very crazy. We expected to be doing a lot more post game shows than we've been able to. Um, but as as John said, you know, we will be coming back at you once we know um, a little bit more of what MLS will be doing with the rest of the season. Um, if you know that doesn't happen we will probably be doing a a show every weekend like we were doing during the corona hiatus so i just encourage you to continue um you know looking out for us on social media to see what our schedule is going to be and continue just chatting with us letting us know what you want to think um we definitely do want to hear your thoughts especially as we don't have you know games to talk about so checking the cues of Michael Black and Joshua Morgan, it sounds like we're at a wrap for the night, so I will put a smile on everyone's face as best I can as we send oh us no. out to our good friend, Bobby Wan. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night. The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim, but the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. Sensitize the masses to sanitize, keep a social distance and quarantine. Wash your hands, keep a distance from everyone. Report anything like a simple tomb. Serious fever is a simple tomb. Dry cough is a simple tomb. Oak weight is a simple tomb. Itchy eyes and flu is a 